0: Hello everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Provoking Minds podcasts, brought to you by Ku Professional Learning. My name is Fran Bastian, and before I start, I'd like to acknowledge the Dharawal people as the traditional owners and custodians on the land on which I am on today. I also acknowledge all those joining us from traditional lands of other Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. I am again happy to be joined today by Kelly Slip director of KU, Isabel Pulsford Preschool. Both of us are delighted to bring to you part two in the series, A Story Worth Telling, written and narrated by Anne Pellow. In the first episode, Anne shared a lively story about cars and kids. The story showcases the interplay of building and sketching and provides a rich example of children at work in designing a stage for collaborative play. In this episode, Anne reflects upon the story using the Thinking Lens as a protocol for thinking and writing. Here's Anne.
1: So that's the story of my experience with the children. Here are my reflections. I wrote my way into understanding why this experience was for me a story worth telling and I used the Thinking Lens as a protocol for my writing. So I'll refer to those questions. First off, the Thinking Lens asks, what details catch my attention? I really appreciate the way that Yune and Dion and Blair jumped right in with the drawing. They paid close attention to the sketching, making sure that we recorded all the important elements of the roadway as they built it. They moved back and forth between building the road and studying the sketches and adding to them. In the first round of design-build work, there wasn't much play with the cars themselves. That has my attention. That detail and that boisterous play that took hold in the second round of road construction when the children turned their backs to the room and centered their play on the block shelves and the ramp and the hero garage, it felt to me like two very different approaches to the roads and the matchbox cars. Like the first round of design work set up the second round of play. Next, the Thinking Lens asks... When have I had an experience similar to this? What insights does that give me? Well, my sweetheart creates a community art studio for two months each year ahead of a vibrant Earth Day celebration. I relish that work that we do together in the studio. We toss around ideas for costumes and giant puppets and masks and batik prayer flags. We talk and we sketch and then we try out our ideas with art materials or sometimes we mess around with the art materials which give us ideas for possible designs. It's energizing and buzzy work and that's what I felt with Unai and Dion and Blair, that zippy connection of his shared pursuit with each of us following threads of design and building and making notes about what we're figuring out. Next, the Thinking Lens asks, from the children's perspective, what do I think this play might be about? And what is it that I notice that makes me think that? This was strong design-build work. In the first round, at least, there wasn't lots of play with the matchbox cars, which I think is telling. Those cars are wildly enticing with their flashy paint jobs and real metal bodies and doors that open. But Dion and Yunay and Blair didn't zoom the cars around. Yunay lined the cars up on the road. Dion parked them in the hero garage. Blair opened the doors on the cars and set them out in a parking lot ready for drivers and passengers to jump in. The three children used the cars to enhance this theatrical set piece that they'd created with a road and a bus stop and a parking garage. That's what the work was about, it seems to me, designing a stage set, arranging the cars, establishing roads, crafting stoplights and bus stops. And we captured that deliberate work with our sketching, and then our sketching gave rise to more design. So the stage set was brought to life when Winston and his comrades arrived on the scene in that second round of play. They used the cars and the blocks and the drawings to launch themselves into a long stretch of animated play full of slapstick humor and matchbox car stunts and lots of laughter. But that first round, it seemed to me, was about making thinking visible, using blocks and using sketches It was thinking that inspired drama. Another question from the Thinking Lens asks what values I have related to this play. I care a lot about adults listening to children's ideas with regard and with humility, and I hope that children feel that regard and humility and that they know their work is central in our adult lives I value the energy that's created when people bring their ideas to each other. When I told the story of the kids in the cars to Kelly, she said, when our ideas meet, new ideas are born. I love that. What a terrific encapsulation of that zippy energy. The final question from the Thinking Lens says, what insights does this story give me about my role? Does it leave me with any questions I'd like to explore? I continue to practice the delicate balance between listening and offering. I see you and your work and I celebrate it. And also, I have an idea that I think will be useful for your work. My time with Yunay, Dionne, Blair, and Winston helped me practice that dance. I want to become more and more skillful at offering only what's useful and offering with a light touch. And leaving abundant space around my offering for children to make it what they need to be. Or to just set it to the side and carry on in the way that serves their pursuits best. What's the work that's in motion here? That's my question as I watch children play. What is the work that's in motion here? I want to continue to sharpen my scene and also to soften my scene. So that I can bear strong witness to children's work and be in sturdy support of that work.
0: Hi, Kelly, and thank you for joining me in conversation for part two of the story of cars and kids. In this part, Anne has introduced us to the thinking lens as a protocol for thinking and writing. So, as you listen to her story of the cars and kids using the thinking lens as a framework,
2: What in particular stands out for you? In the previous podcast, we referred to the ordinariness of this story, how it could be happening any minute of any day in any centre. What's not ordinary, however, is that each time Anne approaches the children, she seems to have the idea front of mind that she's there in service of them. She seems to hold this value so close and it so obviously guides her very presence, her every move, gesture and utterance. The thinking lens is a protocol that really has heart at its core and Anne's philosophy and thinking is steeped in humanity and connectedness, supporting the children's evolution of being as human as possible The protocol prompts us to know ourselves and reflect on the moment. We've really been trying to develop our skills in this area at KU Isabel Pulsford. We're learning to be open and trying to be courageous and vulnerable to succeed in this part of the thinking lens. Anne talks about the collaborative artwork that she completes with her sweetheart for a couple of months each year. And as a reader or listener, I feel like this has two benefits. Firstly, I feel like I know Anne on a more human level. And secondly, it provides context for why this is important to her. When the thinking lens asks us to notice, what is catching our attention? We are called to discover what the work is about here. In this story, the work of the children shifts and develops, It starts off being about building and designing and ends up being a stage for the children to play on. It's important for us to ask ourselves, what is it about this play that is so captivating to the children? In this story, Anne writes about her value for regard and humility, and she lives these values in her work. Actually, I think it was Anne that said in our conversation, When our ideas meet, new ideas are born. But it was something so much more beautiful, like when your ideas and our ideas meet, it's alchemy. This is the essence of the co-construction of knowledge that Anne refers to so frequently in her work. This is the humanness of the learning and the work. Kellyanne
0: speaks directly to the values that she holds related to the play. Not staying on safe ground, Of children's doing and learning. How does this
2: resonate for you? Anne really pushes beyond the observing of children's doing and learning to a place where the teacher's role is dynamic, present and involved. The thinking lens is a protocol that has heart at its core and Anne's philosophy is steeped in humanity and connectedness, supporting the children's evolution of being as human as possible. Anne's values about humanity and play amplify the children's learning through their incredible capacity to think critically, create, solve problems, develop, test and repair their own theories and make space for ideas to listen to different perspectives and apply their best thinking. I've heard Anne speak several times about disequilibrium in play, and the need for us as educators to pull away from safe ground. Both Elise Schaefer Ivy and Anne Pello discuss the importance of moving away from this safe ground to a point where children can theorize and test their theories. Anne goes on to say that as educators, we need to stay alert and point out the contradictions in the children's play to support their deeper thinking. So that brings us to the dance that Anne refers to. The dance between her listening and her offering and how each play situation allows her the opportunity to practice this. So what really lands for me is the purposeful way in which Anne presents an offering so lightly that there's abundant space for the children to use that offering in the way that's most useful for them or even discard it completely to carry on with the play and the work that's most meaningful to them. So Kelly, how does this speak to the way you now document children's work? The way we document the children's work and their thinking has really completely transformed at KU Isabel Pulsford since our day of learning with Anne. All our educators are developing the skills to write with heart and warmth and purpose. The title of this podcast is the ongoing catalyst for our writing so that every time we document we ask ourselves, why is this the story worth telling? We don't really write observations in the true sense of the word where we would be just writing about what we're observing. We're trying to open our minds and hearts to tell the children's story in the most authentic way possible We're learning to write stories that make us question and explore and wonder. As we share these stories with the children, families and other educators, we're able to question, explore and wonder together. We're trying to find space to crawl inside the children's perspectives, to really try and connect with them. Our written stories contain photos if that supports the story we want to tell our stories almost always document the voices of the children. And the feedback from our families has been phenomenal. They seem to appreciate the depth of our thinking and provide precious insights into their children's ways of thinking and learning. And we're also documenting in a much more collaborative way now. Educators read each other's stories, sharing their insights about the children and their perspectives in terms of their values and experiences. And this is enabling us to build genuine, multifaceted and holistic perspectives of each child. This road really has not been easy. Changing the way we document children's work has been a massive challenge and a huge shift in our practice. We've acknowledged as individuals and as a team that it's really hard to do and we continually support and encourage each other's efforts. But what we go back to time and time again and what guides us continually is the thinking lens, which inspires us to keep practising, keep wondering and keep being in service to our children.
0: Thank you to both Ann Pello and Kelly Slip for being on the show. Today we look specifically at the Thinking Lens as a protocol for thinking and writing. This opportunity with Anne has gifted us much to think about as we consider new approaches to pedagogical documentation and the intent we have to tell the stories worth telling. I do hope you can join us for the next episode of A Story Worth Telling with Anne Pillow and Kelly Slip as they continue to offer rich insights into children's work and give us pause to consider, is this a story worth telling?